it. Welcome to... Well, I clapped. I clapped. You clapped. <laughs> oh, I no. Like it. It's ruined. The intro is ruined. Welcome to Critical Ditto. I'm so sorry, everybody. To oh. have uh, to have ruined it with that with that horrible bit of audio, but I'm I'm here. Oh, let's let's shake this apologetic. Let's shake it away. Shake it away because my name's Stuart, and I am critical ditto. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. I have assimilated. Wow. You've assimilated all others. They are now within me. I'm like that sort of Doctor Who baddie that has faces in the oh, chest. Yeah. I think it was Peter Kay. Yeah, um, Peter Kay is the absorber. Thank you very much. Yes, maybe I'm the best episode of Doctor Who. Finally. Oh, don't do that. Ooh, not now. I mean, I know not you're now. now part of my midriff, Tom, but I don't think I want to. I don't want to punch myself in the gut the just ending, yet. As someone who gets put into a paving slab and they try and make it work, oh, it's gosh. amazing. Oh, anyway, so yes, I've got four faces on my tummy, and the no three. Wait, hang on. Who's the fourth? Who's the fourth face? Hang on. Oh, I reveal, oh, we'll find that out later. Let's Hashtag start. Fourth face. Let's start with the left <laughs> nipple, which happens to be Ali Hill. Ali, how are you doing down there? Is it nice? I have no idea how to play along with this, too. So I'm just going to say oh. it's a wonderful day to be your left nipple. Thank you. Um, this is the right kind of answer. You could do with a shave every now and then, but you know what? I kind of like a hairy man. And speaking of hairy men, Kenny Mullet, the character that I play in the podcast. Kenny, poker powered, trying to save the world. Got some Pokemon helping him out. He's got a Decidueye called Bowtie. A Gyarados called Moustache, a Slazzle called Hoops. Oh, this is getting hard now. A Spiritum called Swirly, a fainted Galvantula, a couple of other Pokemon that I've also fainted that I swapped them with. But the, the important ones to remember are it's one big Spiritum, Salazzle, Decidueye, and Gyarados. And as I as I say that, I look I look over to the other pectoral which is looking considerably more muscular than me. David, you've been, are you working out? Stop it. Yeah, no, it's actually, it's, it's been incredible. It's incredible how much muscle mass you put on when you're trying to lick your own areola. It's quite, <laughs> it's quite impressive. Uh, like really, really a good all body workout for me over here. Just uh, having a little fun. I think I'm getting a piercing soon. Watch out, Stu. I'm David and I'm playing the character of the sardonic leader of the Church of Slow King, Theo. And on Theo's team is, let's be honest, not much. There is a Medicham, there is a Slowpoke, and there is uh, Kenny's Honchcrow, and uh, sat in their Pokeballs reeling from battle are a Levani, a Kabuto, a Barbarical that's currently with Kenny, and Jason the Combi. Uh, and somewhere in the ether, there's an immolated Togekiss, and somewhere at our feet, there is a Puchiena, which I have in my sheet for oh, some yeah. reason. But that's, so that's, that's, that's old Theo. Well, Let's... it's a Ditto, actually. That's true. Go to the other body part. Hello. Uh, but it's, oh. Hello. <laughs> you forgot about me, didn't you, Stuart Clark? Your elusive third nipple that's weirdly on top of your left nipple. How strange. Double nipple. I'd like to introduce my character. <laughs> the third nipple. <laughs> no one knows how to go with this improv, Stu. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> what? It's because I've sucked up all your improv Excuse energy. me. Excuse me. It's yeah. making me more me, powerful. Hold on. Let me let me secrete the small juices within the third nipple. Oh. And our no, it the was just, a, just above brand me. Flash. <laughs> It's all right. Get caught in the hair, Ali. Don't worry about it. Oh, David's thumbs downing the secretion <laughs> for the third <laughs> nipple. Okay. <laughs> That's a surprise. Oh, everyone's thumbs Actually, downing you know it. I'm going to expel this guy. Hang on. Wait. <laughs> oh, hello. It's me, Mickey Mouse. Do you want to know about my character? Or should I l do you want to go? No, actually, I don't. Okay. Um, could you introduce the character uh, for me? Yeah, Brandy's Brandy's in this podcast too. She's got some Pokemon. You know, you know all about her. Right. Let's find out what Sorry, happened last. I, I went the wrong way. I went in the cupboard. Is where's the door? It's a confusing. It's it's where it was last time. Okay. Sorry, that was the cupboard again. Um. <laughs> Quarter to nine time. What happened last time? <laughs> what happened last time? <laughs> well, last time I went into the cupboard. You heard it. <laughs> Previously on Critical Ditto. Brandy, Theo and Kenny entered the strangely drab office environment of the Department of Suffering, Sacrifice and Solitude. A red tape filled nightmare of banality created by Norman as a last line of defense to protect the King's Rock. The entire office was populated by normal-type Pokémon from Norman's original shamanic tribe, and our trio were forced to suffer through an interminable safety briefing before slipping away and meeting up with an old friend, the reliable Puchaina, who learned every HM and helped the team get into the Pokémon League before being blown away in Zapdos's storm during Theo's altercation with Tyler returns to the gang and reveals themselves to be a transformed ditto from the office. 
With Ditto's help, the trio escape the bureaucracy of the office. Kenny defeats Bruce the Articuna, a security guard with confidence issues, to gain the access card key to the Room of Solitude, whilst Brandy and Theo distract the rest of the workforce with an elaborate exploding donut plan. Amazingly, things go up without a hitch, and the Sofloatzels escape to reach their final destination. Enter the key that you got from the CEO's office and walk through the door that the small ditto, the pink globulous ditto, has indicated is the right one for you to go through. The lift has descended, ascended, who knows, moved through time and space to get you to this point. But at this point, you have no idea where you are or what space you occupy. All you know is that there is a door in front of you that has a handle. A handle you can clasp and a door you can step through. Do you do it? It doesn't say anything else. It just It's just an empty blank door. Just a blank door. It says end boss. There's three jars with heart containers just to the side. Is there a save point? Yeah. <laughs> is there a Pokemon center? Is there a Pokemon <laughs> center? Is there, is there maybe like a merchant? We can do some last minute trades of things yeah, for. It's free, it? you should say. <laughs> it is I, Artemis. Hello! <laughs> Artemis has been on our journey the whole time and appeared in various towns. Oh. Good to see you here yes. at the end of time and space. <laughs> Your Amazing per diem points, you made it they too. weren't useless. You could spend them right now with me. Artemis, what can I buy with one bike voucher? I'm a drowsy. Just thought I should say that for the listener. <laughs> Artemis the drowsy. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, of course, we know you're a drowsy. You're a you're a regular member of the podcast. Just a regular Artemis. drowsy. You're effectively a player character at this point. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I wear a. What do I wear? I a wear fez. A, I wear a fez. Absolutely. I was going to say you wear, you wear a fez and a shirt with a munner on it. Do you know what? Like a really baggy t-shirt with okay. a munner on like it. Like a got, moo-moo. I've got, yeah. got three mystery <laughs> items. And, and Artemis the drowsy mixes three fez cups on the table before you. I have three mystery items. Oh, not this, oh, this again, is Artemis. Yeah, this is great. Oh, every time Kenny gets excited about this, Artemis. Throughout our whole relationship, I've always enjoyed doing all, this with you. All these cost exactly whatever per points you've got left so just give them all to you're all I'm, in at this I'm, point i'm gonna hand them all over to you artemis did you ever cash in the odd egg voucher oh, it's a bike voucher how dare you didn't someone get an odd egg voucher i'll take all your vouchers I've, I've... all i've got is a pure incense at this stage of the game oh. so no. yeah you go for no. it <laughs> keeping wild pokemon at bay well you can give me what you like and i could give you maybe you could just do a trade seeing as per points in this space are sort of uh, completely useless. If you have something to trade, you can trade it for a mystery fez. Ooh. Do you have a bike? I might do. Trade it for the fez, Kenny. See what you get. See what you get, Kenny. What, the voucher or the bike? Yeah, trade the voucher for whatever's under the fez. Ooh. The thing is, Brandy, I've grown very attached to this voucher. No, oh, I thought I, you were uh, going to say to me. Oh, that well, hurts. obviously, Artemis, you as well. Oh, okay, all right. But I'm not trading you, Artemis. You're always going to be part I of my life. I might be under the fez. That's that is how it works. That's part of the deal for oh, me. I'm like, like a genie. I could <laughs> I could exist under the fez. Wait a minute. Yeah. Brandy grabs Drowsy's head. Oh. And rips it off, realizing it's a mask. <gasps> and it's just it's just a skitty. It's just a normal type from the office we were just in. <gasps> how dare you impersonate our good friend Artemis? <laughs> How dare you I've try and do this to us? You, you need to go back to no, accounting. I'm allergic you need to, to donuts. To That's why I wasn't in the meeting. Oh, no. So you thought you'd come here. Oh, don't and... make me go back. Please take me with you. Do you have things we could trade? Well, I, I have my Look winning, at it, Kenny. It's like a sharpener, smile. a rubber. Skinny, There's some skinny. business cards. Brandy, yeah. anything can be used in your favour. I have a yoga mat with a Gyarados on the back that I've used every episode. <laughs> yeah. I taught myself covered. Do you maybe have revival blessing? I think we could use that at any point now. Actually, if you do you know? Okay. Roll, roll, David. <laughs> yeah. Who's David? I mean, sorry, Theo. Theo, do a roll. We don't have any dice. Can you give us some dice? 
Stu's given up with me. Stu's so done with me. <laughs> get, just get in the cupboard, boy. <laughs> we are so many layers into the narrative. I here. thought we would end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were very close. Oh, to oh dear. Do you know what I think? We are a door handle away from fighting Frey. Ditto is literally doing like, this. guys, guys, the door is right there. It's literally right there. We just need to walk yep. through the door. Ditto, we will be with you in one moment. Real talk, listeners. I'm, I'm getting the sense that we are afraid to finish the podcast. <laughs> I'm getting a big sense that we as a group do not want this to end. I think you're projecting. <laughs> oh, sorry. I... I forgot. We love Artemis and are outraged by the Skitty impersonator. Let's follow that quest. Lads, I roll the dice and prepare for this to be the last good roll we get all episode. I got a five and a six for an 11. Whee! Oh, incredible. Incredible. Boo, 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 boo. What, what is this roll for? <sighs> the Skitty starts to glow with white light and goes, I, I knew one day this would happen. This was always my fate. I wanted to escape the office and apparently this is the only way it is possible. Her soul <laughs> escapes from her body. The lifeless Skitty just falls under oh, a fed. God. And oh, no. Theo, who would you like the Skitty's soul to embody in order to revive one of your Pokemon? Wow, a Pokemon had to die. So <laughs> not dead, not dead. It's just, it's, the soul is moving. It's moving to another. It's going to share a space with whoever you choose. With, you know. I just Don't feel like I only, please. I only have one option, Tom. It has to be I only have one it option. Kabuto has, has to be it. <laughs> Kabuto is coming back, baby. Levani oh, is the one that makes no. all the sense. David oh, has no God. coverage. Yeah. He has a water type already. Kabuto gasps back. I'm back. I'm, I'm, I thought I was done. I thought I was done Kabuto's with the podcast. Like, I've been alive for millennia and I still can't die. And now I have to share my living space with a skitty. Yeah. What have you done to me? Take me back, Theo. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, God, Darius. Take me back to Darius, Theo, please. <laughs> or let me die. I... I really mucking hate this podcast. Like, <laughs> what have we trapped ourselves in? Kenny opens the door. Okay, okay. Kenny's opened the door. I can do my vignette. <laughs> <laughs> you were guys, to start Kabuto's with vignette. back. Kabuto's <laughs> back. Kabuto's back. <laughs> it wasn't pointless. Ken, Kenny and Brandy just awkwardly go, Yay. Ah, oh, great. great. Love that oh, for, a, for you, Theo. You clasp the handle of the door and step through. Little do you realise that the cold metal of the handle and the vague scent of cheap pine as you step through the frame will be the last recognisable sense you catch of a world familiar to you. What the f*** just happened? <laughs> that was the pre-vignette scene. We've never at any point had a pre-vignette scene. It was my mistake. It was my mistake asking, do you walk through a door? That was my mistake. We introduced Artemis and then immediately got rid of them. The skitty gave up its soul so the Kabuto could live again. I think what's crazy is that it's 10 to 9 and the episode is going to start here. Everything we just did was absolutely pointless. Uh, the first thing you notice as you enter the new space is the sound. Thick, oozing, viscous liquid, undulating and expanding, stretching and retracting, tearing at itself, forever agonised. It flows around you, not even attaching itself to a surface. A river that cries with the echoes of a thousand nightmares, like the sticks if it were cursed to reach for Hades but never actually arrive. Beyond you is the tiniest sliver of light in an otherwise ungodly void. It is no more than a speck the eye of a needle, but it seems to promise escape from the crushing, unrelenting malice of the nightmarescape you find yourself in. The speck is unfathomably far away, meaning the only geography you can attach yourself to in the space are the bodies. Some old, some now no more than bones, others more recent. Some humans, some Pokemon. Their clothes and belongings still hang limply on their forms. There are two you would definitely recognise. The full metal diving bell suit and elaborate magician's outfit of former first three members, A-Bomb and Nero. The black ichor twists and weaves its way around them, indifferent to their presence. What do you do? That was beautiful, Stu. Oh, yeah. Give me the bullet points. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> Actually, you know what? I've got a question for all three of you. There's one aspect of this space that emerges from the ooze and the, the liquid that is personal to you. Theo, what do you see? 
within this space that makes you feel terribly alone. Theo sees the demolished Surfloat Tower rising out of the Ikor. Brandy is looking kind of grossed out by all the bodies and the, the black Icarus realm in which we find ourselves in. And what's freaked her out slightly, it's almost like she sees like a huge plexiglass in front of her and behind her and to the side. She's inside a box and realizes she's actually in uh, one of the cars in like a Ferris wheel from uh, the big town fair. Could Kenny hear himself playing the flute before he met Brandy and Theo? Yeah. Kenny was most alone before this adventure, so he would play the flute on his own. Okay, so you see these things, you hear these things as you walk through the void, and then just beyond, let's say just beyond the tower, the crumbling surfloat tower that rises in the sort of mid-distance, you see a figure, white hair, uh, sarong, flip-flops. Uh, she has her back to you, but she's looking at something. She has these black Ikori circles, you know, the classic fray circles. She's watching various scenes on these circles, visions into what's going on. What do you guys do? G gang, is this, is this it? It feels a bit like it, Kenny. This is a scary space. Those are the bodies of the two of the first three. That's A-bomb and that's Nero. So I think we found out the mystery of whatever happened to those two. They've been here. I feel and think that what we need to do is is try and observe what's going on. I, I don't think we know enough about this space to go head on. I think we need to try and get closer and figure out whatever's happening there. Ditto, what do you think? You're a part of the gang. You're here. Is this all you dreamed it would be through the door? Yeah. Uh, I mean, honoured that you consider me part of the, the gang after hey, just... Ditto, you uh -huh. are critical. I like what Theo said, get a bit closer, you know, see what's what's going on. I don't want to be I don't want to be next to these creepy bodies anymore. And I'm seeing something that's making me feel so alone. So so alone. Oh, what are you seeing, Dino? What are you seeing? <laughs> great question. Um great great question. What is, what am I seeing that makes me feel super alone? I'm smelling I'm smelling something. Okay, uh, of course. Another sense. Nice. It's like an umami and I'm just I'm like <laughs> I remember going to an honest burger once and just like I ate alone. And trust me, never, never eat an umami burger alone. It's, it's a trying, trying, trying thing. That's actually their slogan at Honest Burger. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for your honesty and vulnerability at this time. <laughs> yeah. There, ironically, there was a five guys next to us, but I didn't have five guys to go with. I don't think you understand the concept of five guys. Nope, this is the wrong time. Wrong time. Theo, it yeah. sounds like maybe you're, you're, yeah. Are we checking a place out collectively? We're going to sneak up, yeah. Sneak Collectively up. check a place out. By sneaking up. Okay. Who's, yeah. actually, who's doing the role? I guess if, yeah, if it's check, I mean, if you were actually sneaking, I would say it would be like, it'd be like a cool act under pressure, but. I mean, if it's either me or David, we roll with a plus three, so. Yeah, for now. I'll do it. For now. Oh, that's haunting. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Oh, lads. Oh, it's a four and a one plus a three, so that is a okay, eight. That's okay, that's fine. You still get a question. Uh, okay, check a place out. Here we go. What happened here recently? What is about to happen? What Pokemon is nearby? What should I be on the lookout for? What here is useful or valuable to me? Who, what is really in control here? And what here is not what it appears to be? What is about to happen is probably what interests me the most. Well, especially if Frey's got three circles. I, I, there was there was more than three. Great, then we'll definitely ask that question. What What's about to happen here? Okay, so you approach Frey. You're doing your best to be sneaky. Uh, Ditto's oozing up next to you. You get close enough to see what Frey is seeing on these screens. What was your question again? What is about to happen? What is about to happen? The answer is not much. And you get closer and closer to the extent that you're like, Frey must know that we're here now. Like, she's still, and she's still just watching the screens. You start to see what's on these portals. You start to see battle. You start to see struggle. And then you start to recognize some of the faces and you see Ali. How is Hannah? about to get overrun in the pod battle. Chandelure has fainted and Hannah is dragging Chandelure to where she thinks is a safe location, but it is actually... Um, the mouth of a guzzlord. <laughs> the mouth of a guzzlord. Oh gosh, Hannah, stop, Hannah, please. And you want to cry out, you want to tell her, but you can't. All you can see is her dragging this ghostly lantern form towards obvious peril. David, how is Adri beginning to be overrun? Adri's been making a, a noble case, but they and Manetric are now surrounded by stack attackers and electricity is doing nothing. The walls are closing in, literally. Adri panicked in their eyes as the light catches on those vast, vast spectacles, desperately trying to find a way out, trying to analyze the situation. Ellie the Manetric trying to zap their way through, but these walls just keep crushing closer. Tom, 
her and Bash Gary. Barnaby Tim's head rolled. I'm not, I can't do all of them. Jeez. Like, they're in a big circle. They're, they're like... They're all in a big circle. Yeah. I think they're all in a big circle except for Heron. So the ones in the big circle are being penned in. Barnaby Timms has taken an injury, injured in the middle, and the others are sort of doing a protective ring uh, around him. And it's like a ring. It's almost like a cage of circuitry that's like slowly closing in. And they're sort of trying to fight it back. You can almost feel it, but it's getting closer and closer. Heron is away from the battle and going through a bit of inner turmoil because Heron saw Lock Murmur running away from the battlefield and Heron wanted revenge from their last loss and they are having another epic battle between Klefki and whatever Pokemon Heron has left. Porygon Z is just about clinging on. You know, Lot Murmur is now getting the upper hand on Heron. And it doesn't stop there because you see on these other circles that the pods are starting to spread and they're starting to get wider and wider. The roots of the Sephiroth tree begin to spread throughout Formia. These pods start popping up in familiar locations. You start to see pods starting to arise from the ground, burst through the caves of Neubatten. You start to see pods starting to crest on the beaches of Surflow. You start to see pods entering even the vast cityscapes of Tapu Dhabi as it becomes clear that Formia is beginning to lose. Frey eventually turns to you. I suppose you're probably wondering what's about to happen now. I'm glad you're here. It's been an unfathomably long time. And I'm so, so tired, and I'm so near the end. I don't know how much longer I can hold on. Ditto, thank you. Thank you for doing what you needed to do, guiding them here. No. Oh. And Ditto Pooch, looks almost apologetically to you, returns to Frey, and their form twists, and the pinkness, that bright, deep, vivid pinkness, you suddenly see start to morph into the pinkness of a crowbat. Oh, you fucking... <laughs> the, the umami smell intensifies as it <laughs> returns to Frey's shoulder shapeshifters so Frey had two two uh, transforming Pokemon uh, yes. yes yes and are there any She's more got transforming Pokemon can yeah. we just establish yeah. between the three of us where's now? Mew <laughs> has anyone seen Mew <laughs> we looked under the truck it's good to see you again Ditto I, I know you've been away from me for a while but you've done your job they are here so wait, of course Ditto was the Pooch Iena that got us... That oh. got you into the Pokemon League, yes. How long have you been planning all of this? I wish I could say I've been planning it the whole time. But no, if anything, I'm grasping in the dark. The darkness is starting to fill my vision and I am desperate. Why did you need us here? I've tried so many times. To get us here? No, just to get past this point. And I've failed so many times. What are you trying to get to from here? The King's Rock. Is beyond this point? Yes. Is it that white light up ahead? I believe so. So why specifically do you need the three of us? I mean, I had the tomes translated a long time ago, but I hopefully gave you enough crumbs that you'd find your way here too. Feels like you're downplaying all the things that actually were really hard. Oh no, things had to be hard. You all had to suffer. You all had to experience hardship. It was never going to be easy, and it was never a guarantee you would make it here. It's a never guarantee anyone makes it here. So have you done this before? Yes. The bodies. The bodies. You've brought other people here. I've tried so many people to try and create a bond. I've tried friends, or people I thought were friends. I've tried bonds of jealousy. I've tried bonds of hatred. That was my most recent attempt. And none of them have worked. When Frey says bonds of hatred, Stu, will you allow another item of Brandy Solitude to sort of manifest yeah, yeah, in her hands? When she says bond of hatred, Brandy's clenching her fists. Within her hand, the tusk of a Celio manifests, and Brandy's gonna go at Frey and try and stab her with it. Oh, okay. Uh, roll plus tough. Okay, well, I should have seen this coming. So it's a three uh, and a one plus a two. So that's a six. Mate, are you serious? God, you're going to die, aren't you? This is really... I'm serious. I'm... Okay. I'm angry. Okay. I'm angry, guys. She's just stand standing there. Just standing she's there. Just standing there. And these scenes, just these scenes are still playing out. Brandy, you 
leap towards her? What is it? Is it like a just a quick rush and a shiv, or do you jump at her? Like, what does the assault look like? I actually think it's cold. Walk up to her, purposeful walk up, and I'm just going to try and plunge the tooth into her. So Brandy walks up, stabs Frey with this celia tusk that has manifested in this space. Frey pauses momentarily, looks to you, Brandy. A hint of surprise, uh, looks down at the wound you've now created, which oozes black ichor from her skin, permeating the white sarong. Then she flicks you away, Brandy, with dark power, and you go flying across the floor, like mist opens up as you roll, tumble 20 feet away. Take two harm. Frey continues, please don't waste time here. Brandy? Wait, whoa. Are you... We can't let her just stand there. Brandy, I know, but there's clearly more going on than we ever even thought. Okay, let's just... I can't believe that I'm saying this, but let's just take a second. Let's be They're more They're all dying deal. out there, Kenny. They're all... Yeah. Can you not see? Of course, Brandy, but what are we to them if we die? We can sit here, and you can waste your time trying to kill me all you want while your friends and Formia itself suffers from the Sephiroth tree's defences. Or we can do something. We four here, we can make a wager. We can bet the future of Formia the power of friendship. Take us all into your mind palace, Kenny, and there we can bond. And then at the end of it all, we can see. Can you create a bond with me that I cannot break? Or will I finally, finally know what it means to sever a bond? You can't solve the puzzle. No, I can't. You, you, can't, you can't break an unbreakable bond. Because you've never bonded with anyone. No. No one has known suffering like I have. It doesn't matter. Bonds are forged in suffering and in sacrifice, but also in love and in fun and in humour and in trust and fray. Because of what's happened to you, you're incapable of it. That might be true, but I can't let what is about to happen, happen. What is about to happen? Something far, far worse than the Sephiroth tree is coming to Formia. The creature within me, a nightmare, is coming. I made a deal with the creature long ago when I was at my lowest, when I was at my most pained. I said I would fetch it the King's Rock. In return, he would spare the Buck of Powers. It's the only hope I have left. Either Formia burns or I save those I can. He will come. My body might fail, but he is spread. He is spread so vastly. I'm not going to do any of this until you stop this Petri dish you've created. Why are you even continuing this? Stop the pod, stop the Sephiroth tree. Maybe then we can have a conversation. It will never stop. It's not even my choice anymore. The creature within me no longer resides just within me. Every time I've plunged my blackened fist into someone, a small part of the creature's gone with it. And now he sits across Formia, spreading like a virus, ready that if I fail, he will have thousands more who can rise up and do exactly the same. I'm the last hope. I'm the only one who made a deal. I'm the only one who can do something. You know, we had a plan coming here of what we'd do when we found you. We had our own plan. As silly and as foolish and as many, many steps behind us as... We clearly are. We still had a plan. I think we do know a couple of things that maybe you don't, Frey. And I'm willing to bet that I know more about mind palaces than you do. Because that's all me. And Frey, I think... Brandy, Theo, I think it's time to do our plan. I'm going to take you into a mind palace, Frey. But we're not going into mine. We're going into yours. Who do you see as a proud Pokemon, Ali? Mm, I see uh, Serena. Oh, as a Serena, proud yeah, yeah. Unduly proud, I yeah, would say. Un- yeah, doesn't deserve <laughs> Unduly. it. Unduly? Yeah, Unduly, no. Unduly, look at those boots. <laughs> she's wearing she's the Chanel boots. I will, I will look at those boots. Oh my gosh, what's under those boots, Serena? 
Oh, it's a midsection. Oh. Oh, Tsarina, oh, you shouldn't have tramped that in. Oh, no. Does that mean I have to actually get a midsection up? Do we have people still? or Because I, I secretly believe that you're making them up at this point. Shall I see if I can make up a midsection and just and just see how, how it goes? I mean, we could do a Mad Libs where we just do one word at a time. This submission is from Arctic... Polkadot. Dash. Arctic Polkadot Dash. So thanks, Arctic Polkadot Dash. Uh, Arctic Polkadot Dash writes, Hello. Lads. Love. Eating. You. <laughs> wow, it's a bold start. Arctic Polkadot Dash. <laughs> Love that. Okay, it's okay. an odd vibe. Okay. Yeah, weird. Let's see. Right. If, okay. It's not, not a compliment we often I get. I think that's where the pleasantries end for yeah, Arctic Polkadot Dash. Yeah, let's get into this character. Let's, yeah, okay, so they, the char they, character they, is. Here we they've go. Written, they've written surprise. Dark. Type. Flabebe. Wow. Okay. Mm. Okay. Hiding within seven dwarfs. Dungeons. Oh. Dwarf, <laughs> dwarf dungeons. Dwarf dungeons. <laughs> dwarf dungeons. Oh my God. Mini dungeons. <laughs> oh, a little tiny little dungeons. So it's okay. like a side quest. Well, wait, wait, yeah. wait. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So does the does the flababy has it been split into seven pieces? Is this like well, a sort of? It's a surprise flababy. Let me scroll down. Let me scroll down. Hang on. Oh. Oh. Is there a bit more? However, recently, strange and dirty enemies <laughs> revealed their USB penises. <laughs> no. Okay, guys, I'm getting, I've got up a real midsection here. Here we go. Here's a real midsection. I'm calling it now. This, this didn't work. Here we go. This midsection, this midsection is from Moo Diddy. Moo Diddy writes, this is real. I'm not making this up. Moo Diddy writes. Moo Diddy. My suggestion might be kind of boring. Okay, this Moo Diddy, we need to talk about confidence here. You can't go in saying your suggestion's boring. Be positive. I'm going to change this email. My suggestion might be very cool or really cool. But <laughs> after listening to all of the episodes, I've noticed a severe lack of workplace safety in literally any establishment in Formia. The region literally doesn't have railings, whatever in Sloking's name is going on with the core, and the only way to access the warden's gym being through there, Brandy almost dying in the Sephiroth tree, etc. This is especially concerning on the gym side of things because their literal main demographic is 10-year-olds. To try and combat this, I'd like to suggest OSHA, but in Formia. I can't think of a clever name. Please feel free to come up with one. Osha. Osha. What Osha is what? Obviously, Osha, Osha what? Osha what? Yeah, Osha. But what is OSHA? Is it just... Occupational Safety and Health Administration. Shall I get Ian in to give us an HR perspective on uh, this particular... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So what Moo Diddy is basically suggesting is that it's all a bit unsafe in Formula. So, and... oh, this person's saying this could they could be an unofficial team of sorts. Also, Moo has said, I think that if you're still looking for a way to write out the fake gyms, maybe many were shut down because they weren't Osher approved. Oh, thank you. We did <laughs> a, doff of the, a doff of the cap to you. Thank the you so much. are trying to bail us out with oh, the, the fake, fake gyms. gyms. Oh. I feel like this is going to be like, you know, at the end of Lord of the Rings, spoiler alert, I've actually not read the end of the Lord of the Rings. This is osmosis working for me here. But you know, at the end of Lord of the Rings, they come back from the main quest and they discover that Hobbiton's been industrialised. We're going to come back from the Pokemon League and discover that the entire nation has been baby-proofed by osher and that's going to be our final boss it's not going to be Frey. it's not going to be chrysalia it's going to be bureaucracy just some osher watson safety goggles and we're like oh god they're everywhere <laughs> so how did the osher watts spread uh, it sounds like they are sort of a, a locust type vermin the, these Oshawats, they sort of spread. Are they are, are they birthed? I, I don't know. I think David's just mentioned osmosis, and now I'm thinking mitosis. And these these Oshawats are just sort of splitting, self dividing, and becoming more and more numerous as they spread throughout the region. Maybe all Oshawats have an inbuilt <coughs> equivalent of a spidey sense, but for work safety. Yeah. You know, Absol always knows where disaster is going to be. Ali saying that they're a bit like Absol but like a reverse Absol, what if they appear in places that are very safe and there are very few places in Formia? So oh. they're like, what is the safest place in Formia? They've clustered. And it's been completely overtaken by Oshawott who are like worshipping the safe space. It's almost like a sort of strange sect. So what is the safest place in Formia? It's a safe. They barricade themselves within a safe. Yep, in this, within, within the central bank of Central Bank Formia right oh slack, exactly in the middle of Formia exactly in but the middle but what's the twist mm. Ali what's the twist on this safe because it's not a traditional safe do you know what's in the safe what all of the safety things that have been removed by four wow. or five people and they've lots so of banisters in there there are there are emergency for insurance in there. purposes I'm gagged so who who made Formia unsafe well exactly I think there were banisters but they've been forgotten and there's someone trying to make the world unsafe the Osher Knots the Osher Knots 
the noughts. I think that I think there's like a very there's an insurance company in Formia that has created like the most intense like you know like incredibly intricate policies where they're like well we can't give you money if you fall off a staircase if there's no railings on it because that doesn't even count as a staircase oh, and this insurance company have devilish. kept all of these technicalities stored in their incredibly expensive safe guarded by gimmigals in the base of the central but bank. But they have a problem now because it's full of Oshawats. And the Oshawats are, are going to break out. They're going to break out and return. Oh, it's, wait, it's, it's like a sort of weird heist thing situation. Yes. Going. They knew. The Oshawats knew. They were like, the safety equipment has been stored somewhere and if we go to the safest place on Formia that, it, that we can sense, it will be there. We break it out, we bust it out and we return banisters to Formia. It is our right. It is our quest. That is the we can't, can't rest. The, the true heroes of this podcast. I mean, mm. at least they're doing something. Yeah, not like yeah. Brandy, Kenny, and Theo. No, sitting on their butts at home. Am I right? <laughs> ah, dude, who knows? A banister could save the day. Like, if we need Deus Ex Banister to come in, like an Oshawa, just <laughs> smacking, <laughs> smacking a buzzwall with a banister, being like safety first, <laughs> mother flippers. <laughs> and then... A little part of me that wondered: Have we set up this campaign to end with Brandy pushing Frey off some stairs? Like. <laughs> Is that, is that the ultimate conclusion? And we shall yeah. find out. But thank you so much, Mudidi, for that wonderful midsection and for the, the Oshawats, who maybe you'll see. If you travel to Formia, you'll, you'll see him. You'll probably never see Arctic polka dot dash either they're gone <laughs> they don't exist in. and if you also have an idea maybe best not to submit it now as the campaign winds down join our discord and just share it on the discord share your idea out there join the patreon come and get some cool extra listenable goodies by which i mean bonus apps just chat to us but in the flip side of this good night <laughs> stay stay safe as the oshawott's decree serena am i still here nope everyone's gone oh all right Who's that Pokemon? Skitty, skitty. It's Skitty. I'm going to take you into a mind palace, Frey. But we're not going into mine. We're going into yours. I think it's time to roll. I think so. Weird? Yeah. Three and a three plus a three. It's a nine. It's a mixed, it's a mixed success. <laughs> Sorry, boys, I had to be honest. Okay, I know what to do. I'm gonna split you up. Now, <sighs> ah, of course. Kenny, just describe what this looks like, and then I'll reveal the results. Kenny says, we're not going into my mind palace, we're going into yours. Externally, it looks very familiar to the previous times when he does it. He extends an arm to Brandy and Theo, and the tips of his fingers start to go translucent. Their tips of their fingers start to go translucent and it spreads throughout their whole body, but Kenny's eyes are fixated on Frey the whole time. He's willing her to start to go translucent too. But I think there's resistance from maybe the black ickery substance around Frey. As a result of that, she starts to go translucent, but purpley. A drop of ink in water that spreads throughout Frey. That ink spreads through Kenny and spreads through Brandy and spreads through Theo. The four of them collapse and start to become ensconced in purpley black ichor. And you all lose consciousness. I'm going to say the first person to wake up is Brandy. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, and Brandy, you wake up and what, whatever pain you'd experience from that taking to harm uh, feels less here. So I can remove the harm? No, no, no. No, you can't remove the harm, Love but it's that. just not you. affecting you right now. It's not classic Brandy on the floor with no legs, you know, end of season three. <laughs> classic Brandy. Classic, classic Brandy no legs. Brandy. Uh, how old are you in this? You look you look at yourself, Brandy, actually. Yeah, you look at your body. How old are you? I am nine. You're nine. Okay. We're in Surfloat. Where else would we be? You're upset, Brandy. Okay, what moment when you were nine did you feel like you really could have used someone there, and there was no one in that moment. I think it was when she was absent-mindedly on the beach after school, and she'd, she'd actually just done some swimming, but she, it was really tough, the swimming. It was really, like, she, she'd found it very hard. Branny actually quite liked being alone as a kid, so she'd just gone for a nice swim, and it had been really difficult, and then she noticed a bit further along the beach, once she's come out of the water, she noticed Andros. Well, she didn't know who it was, but it was Andros. She just saw that Andros had equally been swimming in this really difficult, choppy sea that day. And outside of it, there was uh, someone who she imagined to be Andros's father, 
Trent basically just going crazy with joy because he'd beaten a time. Brandy just felt in that moment very fatherless, just quite randomly. It sort of hit her suddenly, like out of nowhere. She wasn't expecting it. Here she is just watching and suddenly feeling this horrible feeling of like jealousy, the actual void of any person there to be like, how was your swim? Or God, that looked hard. That's all she kind of needed. That's just like a lone palisand constructing itself in her sort of field of vision and that's it. And the water is dripping off you, Brandy, as you've emerged from the sea, your pink hair dropping down below your shoulders. It's brown hair, actually. Oh, is it brown at this point? Apologies. It's brown. Wait, she's not a natural pink head? (laughs) Not a natural pink. Not a natural pink. And she stopped in the shallows, the surf just lightly lapping at her feet as the tide goes out, and a figure with white hair and a sarong and flip-flops. Hey, you okay? Having a rough day? Brandy sort of turns to this stranger, but obviously with beachwear and everything, and... (sighs) No. I'm all right. It's okay, it's okay. I shouldn't talk to strangers anyway. No, it's fine. My name's Frey. Why are you being weird and talking to a nine-year-old? You're an old lady. I can go. I can go. If, if I'm sorry if I've made you uncomfortable. You don't have to go, but I don't need help either. No. Do you need a towel? Yeah, I'm quite cold. Okay. I'll go. I'll go get you a towel. I'm not going in your van. No, there's no van. They, they said at school there'd be a van, and I'm ready if you have got a van. Okay. Because I'm not getting in it. In the Pokemon universe, you only have to be one year older than Brandy is now to just leave home. Shut up, voice. That's a palisand <laughs> over there. He likes to make wisecracks. Yeah, don't mind me. I just, I just, I see problems in the world, and I just wish there was some sort of safety procedure going on in this world, but alas, there isn't. No, well, it's tricky when Brandy looks twenty-eight anyway at nine. <laughs> so let me get your towel. That's fine. You're Brandy. You're Brandy, right? Your mum's whiskey works at the yeah, mart. Are you friends with my mum? Yeah, she's got a Celio, right? Yeah. Well, let's get you back home. We call him Delio. Delio the Celio. Yeah. I just want to make sure you're okay. I'm fine, right? I just. Just wish my dad was here, that's all. Like, it's not weird. You're being weird. I'm, I'm so sorry. Honestly, I am. And I, I, I get it. You know, I, I lost my dad too. Yeah? Yeah, I was... You probably don't want to know, do you? I'm, I'm, I'm invading. A no, no, I'll, I'll listen. Have you got a van? We can sit in your van. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I did have a van now. Cuts to, I don't know, five minutes later. Brandy, Brandy's got a towel. They're just sat on the edge of like a wooden wall near the pier of surf float what nice beach food might Frey have got for you Brandy Goldine and chips Goldine and chips dark? yeah yeah sure and you guys are <laughs> munching fending off the wingulls trying to keep them away and she says yeah I I did know my dad he was great but he was taken from me deep down I know it's all really my fault and it's been a burden I've carried with me a long long time and it hurts and it's hard I carry that suffering every day but I just want you to know that you're not alone if that makes sense not really, but, but thanks, because, you know, I've only got my dad, and I didn't know him anyway. But my, what my mum said about my dad was that he was uh, amazing at Pokemon battling and uh, would just, like, battle people really randomly and then always win. Uh, and that's what she liked about him, and that she... They, they, they were at a fun fair. They got married at a fun fair. Like, is that... That's crazy. Like, maybe I want to get married at a fun fair. I don't think anyone would marry me. I don't want to marry anyone. Boys are gross. I don't think I'll ever get a boyfriend not interested you know yeah i get that do you have a boyfriend no no no. do you have a girlfriend no no i (laughs) what's the most fun thing about your dad you even knew him right you you got to say you got to see him so you can tell me what's fun most most fun thing he did you see some weird like dark (laughs) some barrier just go up and this fray suddenly becomes less less at ease oh okay you see her hands uh, there's like a darkness in her veins. Her eyes become a little more sunken, and she shakes it. She shakes it off. Uh, he was he was fun, but but anyway, I, I, listen. I just want you to to know, Brandy, that um, I don't want to be a stranger. If you're feeling out of sorts or alone in Surfload at any time, just know you can call on me. Thanks. I mean, I feel like most people don't really talk to me. I don't really know why. Maybe maybe you could come round meet my mum. Like sure, it's a date. Uh, can we not call it a date? I'm nine. That's weird. It's... <laughs> well, come over right now. I can show you. I can show you all the stuff. We got a shop. You can have anything for free in the shop. I'll tell my mum. I'll tell my mum. She can have anything you want. You can have fermented hyper potion. We got loads of them. We never run out. We ne- we have so many of those. Like honestly, it's like so popular. Nest balls. We have. What's a nest ball? We've got loads of moon balls. Moon balls are in right now. Oh. If you want a moon ball, Ooh. I've got loads of moon balls. I don't know what a moon ball is, but yeah. moon ball. 
Okay, we, we cut to the shop. Brandy, what do you see in the moon balls as you start showing them to Frey? In the moon balls, I see the moon is sort of weirdly purple. Okay. It should be a lunatone moon, mm. but it's like the moon of a different Pokemon, perhaps. Oh, Wink. yeah. Oh, okay. Another famous moon that might perhaps <laughs> yeah. be. Do I do I hand the ball to Frey and Frey touches it and like her hand like burns a bit? Like, ooh. Love that. She's like, oh. Ow. Brandy, you just hear this whispery voice that seems to emanate from the ball saying, Get out. Get out. down there. Kenny. Well, that was freaking crazy. That was cool. Kenny, okay, where are we where you felt really alone and could have used someone? When Kenny very nearly condemned Clarissa into her own dreamscape. Oh, yeah. Oh, Ooh, very recent. Because recent. he did not know who to turn to. No one understood the weight of what it was to have a Pokemon inside you dictate your actions. Kenny trusts Theo and Brandy implicitly, but he has constantly met up with barriers with them whenever the discussion of his poker powers has come up. Brandy even paid a guy to protect her in from yeah. Kenny. <laughs> but that, that, he didn't feel alone when he did that because I think Kenny can rationalise the actions of others, but he can't. He couldn't rationalise his own decision. So where where is this? Is this in the conclave somewhere? Yeah. So we're back in the conclave. Some high part of the, the, you know, the knowledge tower. Let's go to the very, very top of one of those towers the in the Pocology tower. The Pocology tower. Love it. The very spire. Looking down upon the rest of the conclave. Kenny is looking out of a window, is that what? So you're looking down at the conclave. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's seeing the people below. Maybe he sees Theo and Brandy, like, messing about together. Gallivanting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Messing about together. <laughs> They've, stri- they've, they've stripped off and are in a fountain. And We're Kenny's splashing like- around in a fountain. <laughs> the one time I'm not there and they get naked and play in a fountain. That's exactly what I love to do. Kenny, you're aware that Frey's behind you in the tower. Hello, Frey. Kenneth Mullet. I'm so, so glad we're the same age in this one. I'm so glad. What does that mean? I don't know. Don't worry. What? Don't worry. And I'm, don't sorry, concern I have no frame of reference. Don't concern that. yourself with that. that, was, that I was, don't know what's... That was tricky. Were you like a kid in another in another like mind palace scene? Because that would have been really inappropriate if you were hanging out with an adult. I was. I had. I had to really navigate that carefully. Frey, stop lying about your age. The same age as Kenny. Twenty-one again, eh, Frey? <laughs> ouch! Ouch! It's the same palisand commenting on the internal logic of the podcast. <laughs> God, it is sandy up at this uh, in this tower. You do enough unlocks, you maintain a certain level of youth. You give up your age. To sacrifice people's souls. It's it's part of the deal. Can I just check something, Stu? Yeah. Because Brandy was very much... She knew what she knew at nine. Kenny knows what he knows at the Conclave moment. Yeah, presumably. should we go with that? If we're going with the same logic... Sure, let's go with Palisand that. approves. It's, it's good, Kenny. We haven't, we haven't really had a one-on-one since the tree. The burning tree. Uh, uh, yeah, and I definitely remember what went on between us then. Um, well, I basically just expressed to you that I understand everything you're going through. I know we met again at the core afterwards. So I apologise for everything that happened there. Oh, when you when you nearly beheaded my sister. You apologise. Well, forgiven. I knew what was going to happen. I knew it would never get that far. The thing is, Frey, sorry, I know you're, you're going somewhere, but I'm just going to need to ramble for a little bit because I don't know if I can judge you for that, considering how close... I came to essentially condemning another one of my sisters. I know I'm not as close to Clarissa as I am to Dora, but it's so hard when when you're trying to argue against your own thoughts. Like, how much is Cresselia me? Is it its own separate entity? Or is it just the parts of my brain that I don't want to admit are there? You know? I think of everyone. You might. I know. Of course I do. I've carried it with me since I was a child, Kenny. I've always weighed the scales. How much am I trying to protect the world from a monster? How much am I the monster? Yeah. And I don't know the answer. That's what scares me. 
because when the stakes get that high, you can justify any action. And I've had to. As have you, Kenny. You too yeah. have had to do things. I know. And given enough time, I think you'd be on the same path as me. I wonder how right you are about that. You probably are. But I can't be. I could never be. Because I place so much trust in the opinions of others and you don't. That's because they can't understand. It's what I've said to you, Kenny. From the tree to the core to now. They can't and they won't ever. You just said it yourself, Fred. Neither can we. We can't understand the unfathomable within us. This is our world. Ours and theirs. Poker powers and non-poker powers alike. People and Pokemon alike. We can't know the depth anyone would go or how far the Pokemon inside you can take over. Why is it a blessing to know? This church, the one we're in right now, hid away knowledge forever. And ironically, it's been Formia's most peaceful time. I mean, if you just look at the facts here, before Norman and the church and the schism and everything, there was the war within the tribes, the shamanic tribes. And then the church happened and no one knew anything. And people just got on with their day-to-day -day lives. Yes, but it wasn't peaceful, was it, Kenny? Poker powers were subjugated every single day. And yes, it wasn't out there. It wasn't spoken about, but it happened. It was a worse kind of war, a worse kind of oppression. You know how fearful your parents were when they discovered you were poker powered? You know how ostracized that made you feel? You know how you left home, ran away because you'd injured your sister and nobody, nobody allowed you to discover what that meant. Because deep down, Formia was sick. Is that what you did? You went out on your own? Yes. Someone had to do something. How's it working out for you? And you see that, that purple energy start to grip her skin again and the veins start to darken. And she shakes it down. We are going to find out very soon. I'm sure we will. There's a whisper, Kenny, from one of the books. One of the books just flips in this Pokology tower. And a voice starts to emanate from... The, it's like the pages rustling starts to become a voice, and it's familiar to you. It's a voice you've heard quite often in your head. Kenny, Kenny, it's me. You are in grave danger, Sonny. you got to get out of here, bud. You have got to get out. Let's fade into one final scene. Crossfade, interesting. A crossfade. Palisand, yeah. the internal logic will allow it for now. Thanks, Palisand. <laughs> we'll crossfade into that scene on the flash mullet, the hot cocoa scene, which was at the end of Bide. It was the scene where you guys promised to be there. Put each other first. Put each other first. Yeah. I like to imagine that this is just after that, but Frey is there too. Theo, you're there. But you're not really present. You're there as like a... You can contribute and interject, but you're... It's like a very muted version of Theo. A shadow of Theo. Still there, holding their cocoa. And similarly, Frey is struggling with this memory as well. She's trying to insert herself into it, but she keeps glitching. The dark energy pulsing from her as she tries to maintain this composed figure on the flash mullet holding the cocoa. Brandy and Kenny, you, you two are lucid. Brandy, something seemed weird to you. Uh, well, it didn't until then. Theo seemed a bit quiet. Theo, you okay? It's gorgeous out here this evening, isn't it? That's an odd thing to say. But, yeah, Frey, do you want any more cocoa? Please, please, yes. Thank you, Brandy. Mm. So you sipped it, and then, like in the film, Casper, it went all the way through you. Are you okay, Frey? Fine, Kenny, just a rough day. Happy to be spending it with you. Same? Same? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, Frey, it's great to spend it with you too. Brandy, I'm just going to real quick look over to the side of the ship. Yeah, yeah, cool, Kenny. Me and Frey are just going to be here playing checkers, although 
Frey, you can't seem to pick up that one. Check it, please. You can do it, Frey. Kenny, you follow Theo's gaze off the side of the ship where Theo had said it looks beautiful out here tonight and you see the clouds start to part and the moon is pink. This crescent moon is pink and this light seems to be calling you, Kenny, saying, get out, get out, get out. You are in danger, Kenny, my boy. Get out. She's trying to force bonds. Frey is making you bond with her, not the other way around. She will have no qualms killing you. These are false bonds from a desperate woman. She will kill you, and her plan will fail. You have to get out, Kenny. I mean, this is such a weird thing to ask. Can I, like, behind the substitute, my... The moon. The moon? Yeah. <laughs> the moon's over it. Sure. Can I just quickly see what's checking with Theo? Yeah. Theo, do you want any more cocoa? It's just such a gorgeous evening. <laughs> uh, what do I add, Stu? For behind the substitute is charm. It's charm. So I have a plus two to charm. I rolled, I rolled a nine plus a two, so it's an 11. Okay. Is your character telling the truth? What's your character really feeling? What does your character intend to do? What does your character wish I'd do? And how could I get your character to blank? Do I get two of these? You do. Are they telling the truth? Yes. Okay. How could I get Chrysalia to help pull us out of this situation? Could I commandeer the ship towards the moon? That's so sick. Yeah. We're going to fly the ship into the moon. I love that. So suddenly Kenny breaks from the t what the memory is expected to be and starts heading towards Taronius Chunder on the bridge. Kenny grabs Brandy by her neck, pulls her Ow! over to Taronius Chanda. Brandy, just just go with me on this, okay? Look at me. This wasn't this isn't real, Brandy. Of course it's real. What are you doing? It's not real. We, we're having cocoa. Frey wasn't we're on this cocoa ship. cocoa on the ship. We are toasting Guys. to our future. What are you doing? Yeah, calm down. What's going Taronius? on, Kenny? <laughs> Taronius? What do you want, Captain? Uh, 45 degrees northwest. Frey, her form starts to bleed and she starts to lose her grip on this figure of just Frey and the darkness starts to pulse from her skin and she starts following you down like no 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 don't change this don't change this Kenny Kenny grabs the mast that Octillery is like attached to and sends a pulse through the mast that basically like dynamaxes the Octillery so that it starts the ship starts to move and hurtle much faster than it ever could in real life everyone starts to cling to various parts of the ship Kenny, what are you doing? This is Frey. Frey's been part of the team since she... Frey. Brandy, you're there. Reach out. Take my hand, Brandy. Jeez. No. No. Not part of the team. She never has Theo. Been. Theo, what do you think? Frey bleeds through the Theo, the, the fake Theo shadow. <laughs> and it's like this creepy Frey face just comes through Theo's and she is on you. that scene there cool we said we were going to the moon in the finale somebody said that somebody <laughs> said sure it. we did say we were going to the moon which means we get to our separated individual i said <laughs> i was going to split you oh. up one person did make it to Frey's mind palace just not the person you maybe would have expected Artemis, you sly dog. <laughs> well, in a way, I knew it'd be you. in a way artemis is there in the form of a kabuto <laughs> and accompanying them Theo, you wake up and immediately you realise this is not a traditional mind palace. This is not a space you have occupied before. Tom, what does this space look like? This fray space? I think there is an endless ticking in this fray space. I think I think it feels like there's, there's almost, I'm going to say there's clocks everywhere, timers, and they're all counting down. Do you know what? It weirdly reminds me of that night on Surfloat Beach where Theo went into Kenny's mind when Kenny mm. was sinking in the sludge. It feels like so much of a parallel to that, that very first scolopede, sorry, scoliopede night. I was wondering, does Theo see a very significant Pokemon here? I think Theo does see a very significant Pokemon that we can finally name. Theo. The biggest twist. Cherim. <laughs> Cherim. Cherim. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the dark type Celebi. That's right. <laughs> no. Sometimes the most obvious answer is the correct one. Frey is sinking, the clocks are ticking, 
and swimming through the water like a shadow beneath the waves of a shark or sharpedo. But this is no fish. This is some nightmarish creature, the void itself. Theo, you recognize this from some scholarly retreat somewhere, because I think you recognize Chrysalia as well. So I assume from your studies, you must have picked up on this as well. Mm-hmm. This is Darkrai, swimming beneath the ichor as it sucks Frey down, ticking, tick, 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 ever more slowly. Darkrai is getting closer to the point that he can claim her. Slowly, Darkrai is getting closer to the point that he can fulfill whatever it is he intends to do. And it's Frey's up to her neck, and the, the sick black tendrils are starting to invade her face. And Theo, you are alone. It is you. And only you, the one who has no people skills, or at least started this podcast with no people skills, could not talk to another person, could not relate to another person. It is you, Theo, who must forge a bond with Frey. If Theo can create a bond with Frey, that's the way to stop her killing you guys, essentially. Okay. No pressure, David. <laughs> Well, there we go. Another fascinating episode of Critical Ditto. Uh, did I just self-describe an episode of my own podcast as fascinating? Yes, I did. Um, I was fascinated upon re-listening. No, listen, we're getting near the end now. I'm allowed to be indulgent. I'm allowing it. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It's all getting a bit cerebral, a bit conceptual, but trust me, there's some big, big action stuff coming as well. And I hope you're very excited for, you know, this is it. This is Endgame now. We are in the last few episodes. So very, very exciting stuff to come. Big thank yous, as always, to Braxton Burks and the Materia Collective and Glitch X City for some of the music used. And, of course, now to Epidemic Sounds, to which I rely more and more upon for their fantastic uh, music and sound effects. Thank you to Junichi Masuda and Satoshi Chujiri for creating Pokemon. I'm recording this on Pokemon Day. Happy Pokemon Day, one and all. Are you excited for Pokemon Legends Z2A? I am. I'm, I'm hype. I'm hype. This is going to be an irrelevant little moment. But for now, I'm hype and I'm putting it in the outro. We, however, are not affiliated with Pokemon or the Pokemon Company, so we're just fan-made and we're not for profit, so, you know, no worries there. Thank you to the creator of Monster of the Week, Michael Sands, the the game on which our hacked version, Pocket Monster of the Week, is based. And, of course, thank you to our wonderful patrons. Let's go to it. Thank you to Vivi89, Alex Dominguez, Miss Judge Plush, Daisy Fushigadani, Dalton Fett, Here I Come, Bannon, Green Pikmin, Mew, Curtis Hovey, Joseph Tibbs, Freya, Lily Gilder, Rosie Skies Ahead, Christy, Mega Noodle, Zachary Turing, Eleanor Mikhailov, Tommy Putillo, Aidan Clark, Mark Smith, Brad Demon Dowker, Mike Cabbages, Dr. Rani, Jeremby's Mum, Alex W. Crispy, Huxley Spicer, Beth Chivers, Heather Alsnow, Betsy Lewinlay, Darius Tchaikovsky, Jeremby, Carrie Morrison, Scott M., Dr. Mega Man PhD, Kaiko Pin Cosplay, Big Fat Nuke, Jonah Jackson, Cesar Trevino, Force Majeure, Cranning Creations, Eric Eichinger, Millamoy, Ginny Voss, Alistair Collinson, and Olive Lieberman. Thank you so much to all of you. Um, I mean, a lot of these people have been with us for a, for a long, long time now. So thank you so much. You have supported us right up until this, this very final arc. And it's just, well, it's so meaningful to have a community who supports you in any case. But to feel like we're sharing this story together is, is really something special. So thank you so, so much. If you want to get in touch with us as we go into these final episodes, please do. You can find us on Discord. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Critical Ditto. You can find us on Instagram at Critical Ditto Pod. Um, or you can email us at criticalditto.com. Uh, we might have some events going on for the final couple of episodes. I don't know. We haven't really planned anything, but it might be nice to do a kind of group listen or stream or, you know, a live Q&A. Maybe we do the the Reflect as a live thing afterwards. I don't know. But basically, keep an eye on our socials. And if we do end up doing anything, you will be the first to know. Thank you, finally, to the guys who've stuck it out with me for five-odd years now. Thank you, Tom, Ali, and David, for being the best collaborators I could possibly have. Remember, adventure is out there. You just have to step in the tall grass.
What did we do yesterday? Oh, I don't know. Oh, our car got towed this morning. <laughs> well, look, it's my new Beats, Stu, so I'm just trying to, you know, do my best, do my bit. I'm sorry I had to tow your car, but rules are rules. Well, I feel beaten down by you on your beat, Tom Dale. How dare oh. you? Just, I mean, okay. look, I know you've got a child now, but how I've desperate are you somehow. to get out of the house? I get paid, I get paid per towed car, okay? Tom, so, you're, Tom look, you were really lucky because uh, one minute after the podcast, I gave you a ticket, and then at 20 minutes, I was going to tow you out of it. So <laughs> you just about made it, mate. You just about you made it. You were going to tow me out of a podcast that I wasn't in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I was going to pull you in. The tractor beam was engaged, Tom Dale.